0: You guys, welcome back to the first episode of season two of the Lizzie Jane podcast. I cannot believe I'm saying that. We are officially debuting season two of this podcast, and I can't believe we've made it to this point. I really wouldn't have made it to this point if it wasn't for people learning from this podcast, people enjoying this podcast, people coming up to me at shows and saying they love tuning in every week and we are taking it bigger and better and larger guests and longer conversations and more activations and everything in between. Um, We are doing the podcast this year live at a series of festivals. We are doing more remote podcasts with international artists. We are doing more, locally recorded podcasts with Denver Acts, artists that live here that are nationally touring, and so much more. And I just cannot wait for you guys to see everything we have in store. Today joining me is the one and only Yultron. Uh, He is an absolute legend in the scene, producer, artist, touring DJ for a number of years involved in electronic dance music for over a decade. He is originally from Los Angeles, California. He now lives in Texas. He now has a family and a baby and so much to reflect on and chat about. And it was just such an enlightening conversation, him looking back at his journey, some things he's learned, some things he's doing more in the future. And he has recently debuted his new project, Goth Parade, which is pushing the sounds of hard dance and hard techno, which is coincidentally on the rise in the United States, even though he has been doing this for years and years and years before the train has arrived in the States. Uh, We talk about... Just so much so let's just hop into it again this is the first episode of season two of the lizzie jane podcast make sure to stay locked in by subscribing to my youtube channel following us on spotify following us on google podcasts rating us as well will always help and the best way to share the podcast is always by word of mouth so if you love the conversations and what we're doing here please share it with a friend comment share on your stories, tag me. I'll repost it always. I appreciate you guys so much for listening each and every week. Stay locked in. We have lots of exciting things coming this year. This is Lizzie Jane and you are tuning into season two of the Lizzie Jane podcast with special guest Yultron. show today was brought to you by Vitaplur E-Boost gum. With no pills to take or powders to mix, Vitaplur E-Boost gum is a first of its kind energy rave supplement that provides magnesium, electrolytes, and antioxidants while you chew. Vitaplur is the perfect complement to my active lifestyle. Whether it's at the festival, on the road touring, or hitting the gym, chew Vitaplur and dance with confidence. Use code Jane for 10% off any order. Neil John, thank Hello. you so much for going on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, you are in Denver. You're playing the Jaguar room tonight. Yep. Um, is this one of the debut shows for the side project?
1: Yeah, it is. It's so the second exciting. show ever.
0: Second yeah. show ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And I mean, your journey's been kind of crazy. As we Love were it. we were talking about before, like the ebbs and flows of recreating yourself, feeling artistically fulfilled, keeping it exciting mm-hmm. and also, like, balancing life. You're newly a dad. Yes. It's it's a lot.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot. But all good things. It's better than not doing anything.
0: Absolutely. Do you feel like now your son is, like, barely past one, right?
1: He's about to be two <sighs> in a That's few months. Too. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Oh, my
0: Time gosh. Time flies. Time flies. Does it feel odd and different to be back on the road and touring again? Um,
1: the funny thing is I was touring even when – Right after you was born, so, Back on the road. but it has slow, It has slowed down. I, I kind of talked to my agent about just you know, just taking the shows that matter and just doing maybe one tour a year mm-hmm. as opposed to just three sixty five. Just like yo, it's go go go. Let's just grab that bag and try to build you know as many fans as we can,
0: which you did for a very long
1: time. Long time.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's about finding that balance to keep it sustainable and not burning out. Yep. I feel like I see a lot of like colleagues of mine who's kind of in a different generation of coming up and dance music mm-hmm. and they're really starting to take off. Yep. And a lot of them are really trying to find that balance of hitting a wall and crashing dead yep. and then sustaining and being able to give everybody their best. Yeah. it's,
1: it's awesome. Well, it, it's good that they're keeping that in mind now because that's something that I've never thought about when I first started. Not until it was too late, I was already like, damn, I'm fucking burnt. Like, It's like, you know, beyond burnt. It's like, I'm already like, just like, damn, I don't even wanna fucking do this shit
0: anymore. Yeah, Yeah. it makes you hate it. It it makes you resent the lifestyle that you've chosen because it's such a, it's a weird job, you know? It's a weird job. It's not a part of like general society and you're originally from LA as well. Yep. So coming up in LA, you know, how has it changed? Is it different? Like, have you seen the scene in LA evolve?
1: Honestly, I'm so removed. I've removed myself from LA. I live in Dallas now. So it's just kind of super slow paced, you know. um, You know, it's just completely the opposite of LA. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm born and raised in LA. So it's like that sort of dog eat dog type of mentality was just, instilled in me since you know i was raised with that kind of mentality so you know i grew up being friends with like actors to you know obviously musicians and you know comedians like just entertainment is such a huge part of los angeles that it's like i was exposed to that sort of like scene early on and going the complete flip-flop now it's just like a breath of fresh air i'm like dude this is this is what normal people grow up with, and then they move to LA to be a fucking rock star, and they they go hard, you know, into it. But it's like for me, it's just like I, I was born in this world, and now I'm kind of just chilling, and I love it. Yeah, and I need it
0: absolutely. And I feel like, especially for you knowing how it was being raised as a kid, I'm sure your son's going to have a little bit more of a normal experience. And potentially yeah. you did. And I don't think that, especially in this climate, it's is a bad thing at all whatsoever. Not,
1: and, and that's why I wanted to, to just stay in Dallas because it's a very, you know, Bible Belt, you know, mm-hmm. state. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's very homey and down to earth and, you know, just country folk. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like that's how I want to raise him. I want to raise him, give him the roots that I didn't have uh, in, in a sense of being more wholesome. And not so much, you know. Oh, social media, like oh, how many followers do you have. Oh, did you see this TikTok trend and shit like that, you know? So that's how I want to raise my son.
0: Absolutely, and I, and and then you know when he gets to that age where he can choose if he wants to be part yeah. of that virus, he can ease. He has he those can do roots, that. yeah. The morals, the values, politeness, yeah. you know, yeah, just being wholesome. And I just think that this world needs more genuine people. And, and in yeah. the age of TikTok and social media and how much it's done just to our industry in determining factors of your worth, your value, da-da-da-da-da, it's, it's almost this, it's this weird thing. And it's really different because I feel like I'm a younger generational artist and obviously when you got into this. You're saying I'm old? No, I'm not saying you're old. I'm you're saying you're your experienced, <laughs> you're accredited and experienced and you've been around to the a, block and a agree i would
1: say yeah
0: yeah to to you know see things potentially change from what they used to be and i i feel like even 5 years ago when i looked at this industry it was like okay are you about to climb this mountain and take this on you know in the back of my head it was always okay if, if the music is good enough and the brand is strong enough that will speak eons that will move mountains yeah. and i don't know if that statement is true anymore without the social media presence and, mm-hmm. and feeding into, I guess the algorithm of what stay is. And, you know, now with your side project debuting, you know, under the Ultron name under goth Parade, correct. Yep, goth parade, and, yeah. and pushing this like hard techno sound, you know, I've seen you like very cleverly on like Spotify and other distros, you know, attach it to Ultron. Yep. So your fans are getting kind of like that, era and like kind of like grandfathered into that next chapter project
1: just trying to give it as many legs as possible Mm -hmm. you know but i do think at some point fairly soon here i'm just gonna remove holy ultron thing out of that equation because i i you know and i and i say this like all the time uh, these days is that you know amongst like the techno listeners and the patrons that go to these shows and listen to music they're very protective of this music, right? Mm-hmm. And when you put the Yoltron name behind it, like, I'll give you an example, like a blog, uh, you know, like a social media account posted that, you know, oh, Yoltron started his techno project and all the comments. It's like more engagement that I've gotten in fucking years. It is like, everyone's just like, God, no one asked for this. <laughs> the shit that no one asked for. Oh God, here we go. Fucking, you know, I mean, they're even adding like other, artists that are trying to do it. She's like, oh, straight up like, yeah, I just join Valentino Khan and, and who else do they say? And say my name and this fucking other, you know, big room to, you know, TikTok techno bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking like vicious. Vicious. And the thing is, it's like, I go on these gu- people's pages and this is something that I told myself years ago, like when I kind of just, I not necessarily went on a hiatus, but I was, I kind of had this breakdown. I'm like, dude, I, don't like people talking shit. And like, I don't like being absorbed into this fucking toxic world, right? And, but I I did it anyway. I clicked on their fucking profiles and mm-hmm. kind of saw who these people were. And it's like, I'm like, they don't even go to techno shows. What the fuck are they talking about? You know? And, you know, and I want to make this clear too, because like, you know, there's some techno people that are going to watch this, that it's like, if you actually look back at my old shows, I've never done the whole, I'm going to put this really popping up and coming guy on my show to pad my show to get more ticket sales. I've always just done it myself. I've never put on any other up and coming acts just so that I can propel my brand or propel my show's sales. Mm -hmm. So it's always been my friends and it's acts that I really fuck with. And if you look back at my old dates of like shows, I put on like, you know, hard techno acts from America, because I like that music. And this is like five years ago, 2019. So it's like, like was hard techno even popping then? Like people didn't even know what that was in America. Mm-hmm. People did barely even knew what it was in Europe. It was like really starting to pop off 20, 2017, 2018, like really in Europe. And I mean, hard techno's been around for fucking ever, but like in terms of like a, a popularity thing, yeah. yeah, it's it was never popular. So if you actually look back and did your homework, I've been on the hard tech no shit. So now that it's popular, it just doesn't make sense that people are like, oh, you're to fucking doing hard tech. What do that fucking bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, you know, just do your fucking research. I've been on that way for a minute.
0: Well, and it's hard because the typical keyboard warrior doesn't want yeah. like to do their research. No, they don't. But, you know, they don't want to look at it. They shoot
1: it. now and then they aim later.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, they don't genuinely but it's care.
1: Fine. it's fine. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like, If they're so passionate to have to comment about it, they're going to check it out. Mm -hmm. So, great. I can check it out. Well, you know, I may change some minds.
0: It's the all press is good press kind of situation. Not always. Not not, always. Not always. Not always. Not 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 anymore. anymore. But, but, you know, just having awareness of like, hey, like this is happening, whether you like it or not, whether you want to support it or not. And as we were talking, you know, before the podcast, you've been not only on the hard techno wave, but you've been building this project, this alias for quite some time. Yeah. And, you know, just in that matter of time, you happen to have a child. You know, we happen to be coming out of the pandemic. You happen to do a whole full on rave tour under Ultron. Yeah. And that's a lot of shit to balance in addition to your presence, like in the tech world and like doing other endeavors that I know you're very into.
1: I am. So like, just kind of, surround myself with you know other things beyond music so that's kind of what i've been doing the last few years It's just kind of exercising my brain beyond being creative Mm -hmm. and just more you know because being in the, the the music business to be successful you need to be entrepreneurial and i think to have a good business sense is super important in building your career musically so and i think You know, at the end of the day, I I by no means think I'm some big DJ, but I I do think I'm successful in a sense of I don't have to work a normal job, you know? And I think if you don't have to work a normal job being in entertainment, you are successful. You are that top 1% because most people do do not have the freedom to live their life uh, being creative and living all of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So- You know, with that being said, it's like I took that artistic mentality of, yeah, being creative, but also understanding how to build my own business in terms of like, okay, my management should be doing this. And I think that's another problem that artists have too, is like they solely rely on their manager to do everything for them, which yes, that's their job technically, but they need direction. It's like, you're the CEO, they're just, they're the operations. So it's like, you got to delegate them and kind of share your vision of what they need to be doing for you. So at the end of the day, it's like, you still need to be an entrepreneur and build your own team that surrounds your business. And from what I've learned with that, I kind of took that in, did the tech stuff and did like, you know, I started, you know, multiple like e-commerce brands, and things like that. So it's just very exciting for me to exercise my brain.
0: And I think that's something where I don't know if there's like a, a lack of it now in all, in, you know, a lot of artists come up. And I feel like there's definitely similarities where, you know, you will always have those artists who just want to be able to get by. They want to be able to get to the next show. They just want to be able to break even, hang out with their friends, yep. party, make music, love it. Maybe they have a day yep. job. Maybe they have a remote job in the day yep. and age, you know, which is totally doable, but to get to that next level, I do feel like across the board, just in art in general and entertainment, when a lot of artists come across money or actors or models or, you know, playwrights, a lot of them don't really know what to do with it. Right. And, and it goes out just as fast as it comes in.
1: And that's, that's kind of like what I've been seeing is like a lot of my friends more successful than me, you know, and I'm not going to, obviously I'm not going to say who and whatnot, but like how do I have more money than you? That's just like, doesn't make sense because you get paid way more than I do for shows. How are you like not broke, but it's like, you know, it's like the spending habits uh, for some of these people are
0: kind of just like,
1: what do you even buy? I don't, I don't understand. If you you make a
0: million dollars and you spend $1.1 million, you are in debt. You are broke, you know? I mean, and and,
1: you know, granted, I think I went through that phase too, because I was also the starving musician, right? like, didn't make money for a long time so when i didn't start making money i definitely spent on dumb shit like i'm gonna go to saint laurent and buy fucking a full wardrobe and <laughs> boots that i don't even fuck i still haven't even worn yet Co- you know it's just dumb shit and um you know but i think that's every artist or any human being that comes in contact with money for the first time is going to do something reckless like that. Mm-hmm. so i think it's just really learning to navigate and regulate as well at the same time to kind of um, yeah make sure you're 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 all good. you know
0: yeah, it's it's being able to have fun but not having too much fun that you're gonna regret it. yeah, and sure. and also just the aspect of exercising your mind and realizing that you know the Dj career, just like the musician's career, just like the acting career. It has a lifespan. It has a window. It does. And and all the power to anyone who can be sixty years old and be yeah. the Hardwells, yeah, and that's the
1: S-T-O-R-O-S and yeah. That, but that's those are the people that have paved the way for people yes. like us. So you know they're always going to be around, mm-hmm. and and that's that's awesome. But you know, I when I started music, I always knew that there was going to be that ceiling, and then there is going to be that. The hump right where it's like it's, you have your highest of the highs and you're always going to come back down you know but you see people like you know chris lake for example where, where it's like look 13 14 i don't know how
0: long i was when i was <laughs> so when I started, yeah when <laughs> i was a
1: you know kid and listening to edm it's like chris lake was like oh shit fucking boneless like steve oak you know and now it's like he went away for years and then now he's fucking. Bigger than he's ever been. And he it's like.
0: Block parties for. Yeah. What? Like 50,000 people. Shutting
1: down fucking streets now. But it's like, look, like there, everything comes in waves. Right. And for me, I came into this business knowing that that's the reality of it. And I think that's what a lot of artists don't see. Because, you know, I think as every individual, we all think we're special. Right. Every, every single person on the planet, we are in our own universe and we never like to think that we're going to not necessarily fail, but like they don't see the realities of how things work. And that's just how entertainment works. It's like you're going to be hot for a minute and then you can be not hot just like that. And, you know, my own project as Yoltron, you know, in particular, it's like it's kind of like a similar case, right? Where it's like, yo, know, like I had a lot of momentum for a few years. And look, granted, it's died down. I had a kid and there's a lot of different aspects that are in play for, you know, you know, the reasons of being why this is happening, but it's like uh, you know, like it's never bothered me. I'm not like, oh my god, I'm I, I've fallen off and no one's, you know, listening to my shit or likes my tweets or whatever the fuck it is. Like I don't care about any of that shit. And I think that's and I, but I used to. It's
0: like I, the ego bubble, especially being sure. a DJ, especially being sure. in the limelight of anything.
1: And I think being a father also changed me a lot like like drastically. Like I, I definitely think I'm a different person now mm-hmm. for sure. But I do think even prior to that like having this like mental I had a huge mental breakdown a few years back. Um, and it was like I was severely severely depressed. Um, and I'm at the point now in my life where I can openly say that but for a long time I just didn't want people to know me. Uh, as to like A lot of depressed people, like they don't really tell people they're depressed, you
0: know? Often they seem more okay than other people. And I think that's kind of like people, like,
1: well, you're depressed. You're not depressed. Well, I'm like, you have no fucking idea, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, I don't seem like it doesn't mean I'm not. It's like, well, you're successful. You're popping right now, blah, blah, blah. And at the peak, I would say at the peak of my career, that's probably the most depressed I've ever been in my entire life.
0: Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a thing? Because you're not the first person who said that. And I I don't know if it's not necessarily the loneliness, because when you're at a certain level, you do have people around you. You yeah. have a tour manager. You maybe do have a significant other that's traveling with you. You you do have people in your corner that are rooting for you. But whether it's it's money or or playing all the festivals that you've ever wanted to play or signing all the songs or having a song go platinum, like it it doesn't mean happiness. And I it think doesn't i think there's like a differentiation again before we were talking and i was telling you that i have to put an importance on my personal life away from music to have that balance because that's what fuels my happiness and creativity
1: yeah and you got the right mindset because i feel like a lot of it too is that like most people don't realize that when you're coming up and you're actually you have momentum and you're building this thing the pressure just stacks exponentially so it's like sure I made X amount of money on a, for one show or a festival and I get this many likes on my pictures or this many people are paying attention to me and whatever great but like people don't realize I like with that comes along with all the other bullshit which is which outweighs the pros like honestly because it's like and I don't even know there's isn't even one specific thing that I could pinpoint that made me depressed. I think it was just realistically, it's like I, it, it's just so many things, right? And, you know, a, f- a few things for example is like one, the people that are coming around weren't really around before, but they were mm-hmm. cool, like cool people and like cool people, right? Like popular people that are coming around, Oh, I'm fucking pop. I'm hanging out with this person, that person, whatever. And it's like it's awesome. I'm living this fucking dream that people would dream about. And that's the loneliness that you're talking about. It's like, yeah, there's people around and people act like they support you. Oh, man, I'm fucking killing it. Everyone loves me and this is cool. But like, there really isn't a sense of like, um, real love, I guess. Like,
0: Would they be there if you weren't guest listing them? Would they be there? No,
1: but this is... I, it's not that I realize it now because I've already known this. Then I'm like, yeah, when I'm not popping, these motherfuckers are not going to be around. Yeah. But, yeah, and look, like I'm not saying I'm like, oh, I'm like just completely. Involved. I'm not doing. I'm, I'm still selling out shows. Like in LA, I sold up the last two shows that I played there, and yeah. it's like I still have people that really support me that I owe my entire life to. But like at the end of the day, it's like the social media presence isn't where it used to be, and. The people who used to be around, I wouldn't say they don't ask my calls because I don't even text these motherfuckers anyway. But like, you know, for example, like I would play a show back then when things were really like hot. They would be at my show. Like I wouldn't even know. they. Were, I'm like, they didn't ask me for guest lists. I don't know how the fuck they came to my show, but they're there in the green room. I'm like, oh, dude, what up? What up? Oh, shit. They, these guys showed up. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Now it's like not a single motherfucker shows up. And it's like, Okay, it's still a sold out show. I'm happy. I'm here for my fans anyway. Has nothing to do with my friends that are around at my shows. But look, just because it's not a shrine, fucking all over, fucking every social media blog type of show, these guys don't want to come to it, you know. And it's like it's cool. Like I don't give a fuck. Like eh, you know, it really doesn't mean shit to me. But yeah, you know.
0: it's 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 so interesting and it's so like reading through those transparent lines and i think people experience that at every level oh yes, yeah. you know like whether you're the pop and resident dj or you're selling up fucking shrine like yeah. you're always gonna have people and i hate to say it i will credit my boyfriend for this word uh they're like leeches yeah they're like i, I hate to say, say it that way but it's like they leeches, it, yeah. if you called them in your stream on the side of the highway They would be nowhere to be found. And I think during the pandemic, there were a lot of artists. It was just not easy to see a lot of them kind of have that reality facet of, whoa, where'd everybody go? Yeah. Like now I'm alone. I'm not touring. I'm at home. I've lost my income. Yeah. And these friends, these people who have either, you know, done little to none, but they were on my team or, or they traveled and they came to every show and they were groupies or whatever, whatever they're not there. right? And, and there's no one to talk to. Maybe you know, in this line of work, as it's a very odd job, you miss a lot of family shit. You miss a lot of holidays. Yeah. You miss a lot of opportunities to find a life partner, to celebrate friends and build real friendships. And when none of that's been developed because your whole life's been in the scene and then the scene gets taken away from you, that leads to a very problematic headspace. Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of people came out of COVID. I mean, I think it really wiped the slate a bit, and it really did allow a lot of good things to happen. Don't sure. get me wrong; I wish it would have never shut down. I think yeah. everybody lost momentum, opportunities, yeah. money, all of, of this shit. But it gave space for new subgenres, new niches to sure. prosper. It gave the opportunity for you know everything, but fucking TikTok, you know, the twitches of the world, yep. you to stream and reach people everywhere from China to Europe to, yep. to the United States. And new artists came out of that. But I think a lot of people learned a really hard life lesson. Oh, that. sure. And I definitely have seen minor changes, not major, but minor changes in just people's circles and how small they've really got. Oh, yeah. and, and I know as you larger as an artist the circle just generally gets smaller it I, does. I get that it does. but you know then i think it's just more of almost an industry side of things there's right. people who are in the industry and maybe they don't do fucking shit right. or they do do great stuff and they do work with great teams and especially in my own shoes you kind of almost seek for that like stamp of approval right. like are we gonna fuck with you are we right. gonna actually support you right throw you a bone throw you a support right. slot and in those like justifications that kind of pose me to make certain choices and decisions or maybe release certain music or you get on this i want to get on this label right. but this art isn't really necessarily true to me and my vision right. it's it's all like a balancing act and you at the end of the day just have to be able to pull yourself away and say okay am i being me and and especially what you said about the manager-agent thing. Right. I think a lot of young artists, myself included, making this mistake many times, you get with these people who kind of come across like, you know it all, we're really experienced, and you almost feel like you end up working for them yeah. instead of them working
1: for yeah, you. Yeah, they work for you. Mm-hmm. You do not work for your manager. And I think that's a very archaic model anyway that people tend to fall into. Um, and, you know, like, I, I think... The thing too, with at least my career and my experience, is that like, you know, a lot of my old friends that I came up with, like, we still talk all the time. Like, for example, like, I was with Gastly two days ago. I love David to death. And that's someone like that I've known for 12 plus years. Right. Oh my God. We were all in fucking Jaws's apartment. This is before Jaws was even Jaws, right? It's like IO, Jaws, uh, Sullivan King, Gastly, me, Kazo. Like we were all literally just—it was a whole little scene, and no one was really doing anything. There were, the big labels were like Dim Mac and you know, what Pop else? It at the time. Yeah. What oh. else? What else was there? Uh, uh, mad Decent. Mm-hmm. But like, no one had a shot at getting it. It's, yeah, they were super clicky. At least I don't know about now, but, but shit super is
0: still pretty. super clicky. It is. It you is, know.
1: It is, but I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that like, a lot of my friends as artists, like. Yes, yeah, some of them were on Denmark, some of them were like Oslo, whatever the clicky shit. But majority of us just did our own thing. We had to fight our way through all that noise because there was it's it was like the Wild West, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. And now I don't see that so much because it's the same things. There's the new Mad Decents. There's the new like, you know, popping labels that everyone wants to get on. Yeah. Oh, I want to get on Wakon. I want to get on Deadbeats. I want, you know, this and that. And it's like, Great. these are great labels and they have great like rosters and great releases things like that but there's just a lot more outlets for people now yeah. than I had back then so the way to do it for us was really cultivate the scene which started in LA for, for me at least you
0: had to build the culture
1: yeah and we all built we all built the culture together and I think that's something that me and Gassy were talking about was like man everyone's kind of like gone now. I'm like who else is in town like who You've been hanging out with david he's like honestly i've been you know no one really like i hang out with joy them a lot that that camp and you know we're at the studio all the time making music but it's not like how it was back in the day when it was like we'd go to fucking space shot everyone. this is before space <laughs> out was even space yacht this was like a tiny dinky little spot that all the industry mm-hmm. people would just go and hang out and we would just have fun drink and like just chill and we'll, the CDJs were there. Would spin Sunny would come sometime. You know, like people would. It was just like it was the scene. It was awesome then. You know, and I feel like now it's That's
0: kinda, so dope.
1: It's like it's like completely dead. Like it's you know, granted now, music has taken such a turn where it's like the big genres are what house and fucking dubstep. That's it. Like, and obviously we're talking about hard techno, mm-hmm. uh, you know, drum and bass. Mm-hmm. These movements are coming, but it's by no means big. No. At all. There is no scene for it. If you have a hard techno outcome in play, Mission borrow me, no one gonna fucking be there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is back then it was like there really wasn't a specific genre that was big. It was more like you just had to make cool shit, mm-hmm. right? You just had to make cool shit. It wasn't like, oh, house is trending, you're gonna have to do something for TikTok. And like unique you know?
0: stuff, unique sounding yeah. music. And don't yeah. get me wrong, there's a lot of innovative motherfuckers out oh, there that are that are pushing boundaries that are pushing technical aspects but again are you producing for other producers are you producing right. to continue this this wave and pushing electronic music forward right and that comes with taking risks sounding right. different yeah. having not everybody hop on board not everybody like it and yep. i think just in the culture we're in because i deal with it every fucking day it, it's about the compromise we like this but we don't like that We like this, but we don't like that. And then at what point do you put your foot down and you say, well, I like this. I like this and I believe in this. And if it doesn't resonate with your fan base, then it's probably not the right place to go.
1: Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right.
0: It's, it's, It's interesting because, I mean, there's so many labels out there. And I think that there's really dope, small niche labels that are doing like the Lord's work and like putting out very cool, eclectic. Give me give me some examples. Like Doodala. I don't know what that is. So they're like a released drum and bass, some drum and bass three years ago, four years ago that kind of took off uh hybrid trap. You know, so not just had a release with that. Okay. Very underground, cool, Doma Doom. Stuff with, you know, you got Sheen Drum's label, you've got just very niche infected mushroom has a really fucking cool label that like thundercat does stuff with but this is kind of exploring out of you know edm and then you've got labels that kind of call themselves labels and are kind of just trying to mimic what the big guys do but don't do it as well right but everybody just wants to fit into like what you said earlier like a camp it's yep. like a label camp. Like, am I gonna go the subsidy way to try and go the excision road yeah. and try and get support there? Do and do a con and, or do we go the yep, beats? Yeah, do we do a con? Do we do and and all of them for the most part have the a touring back end associated yeah. with it? You know, you're like, okay, if I'm gonna do this comp or if I'm gonna do this Philphilia, like, am I gonna tour civilians? Yeah. Are I mean, they gonna take
1: me in? Every and that's the thing. Artists, if you're a an aspiring artist. Just start your own fucking label and just do your own shit. Stop trying to piggyback off of whatever's hot because that shit is just, it's, it's, it's a fucking, you get fucking shoved into a grinder, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it sucks. It really sucks. And
0: I've always said to you, like I think that they give great platforms for up and coming actors. Sure. that maybe don't have yeah, sure. market establishment or this or that. Or, you know, they do have really dedicated followings. But don't you ever think, that whoever leads that label wants you to be bigger than that. I I don't think that that's a reality. Yeah,
1: and I I think I saw this thing where Dead Mouse was saying something like, "No one wants to fucking help you." Like,
0: no, <laughs> that's one. so real.
1: They're helping real, themselves. Real to a, to a point it's like, no one's gonna do any favors for you for nothing. Like, they yeah. always want something out of it, and they want to be you know, essentially bigger than you or whatever it is. But it's like, I don't think that's true because. I don't feel like I'm that way mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, I started my own label last year yep. and I was just putting out my friends' stuff and I would post it on my shit. I'm not trying to fucking get anything in return for it. Like I have no, I really do not have any sort of compensation from it. I'm putting my own money like literally like out of my own pocket to, add, you know, market their shit like, for ads, for arts, for video, whatever it is. And utilizing my platform, however big that may be, I don't even know anymore, but it's like, at least it's something. And it's like, in my mentality, and this is what swished in the past few years, where it's like, I built this thing myself and I could be that guy that's like, nah, fuck off. Now, fuck it. I want to do my own. You know, it's like, it's my camp or that's it. Like, fuck everybody else type of thing. But no, dude, like I want to be able to help whoever the fuck needs help. And especially if I genuinely like the music and I like them, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to, like, I don't care if they're bigger than me. Yeah. Like, I, even if they, let's say one of the records fucking went and they become became this fucking big superstar. Fucking that's awesome.
0: Well, it's a I feast, not that. famine mentality. Right. And I think that there's a lot of people in this industry that fight for that. I think there's a lot of lovely people who want people yeah, to fucking win. Yeah, I, I agree. And then there's people who want you to choose. Are you on this team or are you on this yeah. team? Because if you're on this team, but we're not going to fuck th- you. That's the
1: majority yeah. right now. Yes. You know? yes. And and But that's everywhere. And I think a lot of people miss the point too, where it's like these guys that you want to sign with, they started from where you were too at one point. And the reason why they are big is because they cared about art at the mm-hmm. time and they didn't care about being clicky and whatever. They cared about getting their music out so that everyone can listen to their cool art. And when shit worked out for them, it became this fucking machine that everyone wanted to jump on. And then they had to be gatekeepers at the, at that point and be businessmen and business people. And, then, and that's where we're at, now, right? It's these pockets of like camps that are doing, I'm not saying it's malicious or that that's just, they're intentionally doing that, but it's just kind of, we're in America. It's a capitalistic society. It's yes. just It just ends up being that way. But I'm just saying like, if artists want to be successful, can easily just do it with your friends because if your friends think it's cool their friends around your community are going to think it's cool they're going to go to your shows and then you just grow up from there and i i I think that's kind of like the problem that i've always had was like i was always chasing when i was trying to come up you know i want to get on this label on that label i got rejected from everybody no one wanted to fuck with me. nobody wanted to fuck with me and i was like i'm just gonna have to do it myself like me and my manager had this conversation the other day. I'm like, dude, we're successful, dude. Like, you know, granted that like it's not where it was, but like, look, nope, we took no fucking handouts. Like, we built our own scene. Like, I have people that really support my project. And but where does my project live in the grand scheme of where everything is right now? Or even like five years ago, you know, it's like even five years ago when the project was popping, I didn't live anywhere. Like you couldn't put me on a tour because I my music didn't make sense with Step and it didn't make sense with house or whatever it is right and it's like i just lived in this gray space i'm like kind of like the outcast and you know
0: but yet everybody still fucked with you and you almost you were like almost like a loner, where like you could fit in <laughs> like these but because yeah. like that's yeah. how i feel right now you can put me on an excision lineup and i'll do okay yeah i mean people aren't gonna fucking start mosh pits to me and right. they're they're not gonna be like Holy fuck, I love you. This is everything I wanted. And then you could put me on like an Millennium Griffin lineup. That's like where I'm most similar, but I'm still not making that type of music that fits in with the seven lines of the world. It's weird and it's unique, but it can fit in these different places. But it's like you have to cultivate your own thing. Exactly. But can you do that where the climate is now? I I guess that's my question.
1: I think so. I I think so. Because I I think I've, I've... was able to do a, not on a scale of where dubstep or house is, but it's like, look, like stop comparing. I think that's the main thing too, is stop comparing your shit to anyone else's because in order to be truly free and be truly creative, you just worry about your own thing and what you got to build. And I think that's was my focus too, was like, yeah, fuck all that shit. I don't care about, you know, whatever, like this, this fucking big tour or that tour is like, I'm going to do my own thing. And granted, yeah, like people did want me on their tours because I am worth a few tickets here and there at certain markets. And it's like, I get that and I'll jump on those tours just to like, okay, maybe you can, some people might like my sets Mm -hmm. and it helps me get more exposure, which is great. But I think in the grand scheme of things, in today's climate, I think it's starting to come back around where you're starting to see unique artists pop off. again. Yes. So- a good example for me, I would say maybe Imanu is someone that's like,
0: you know what I mean? Where it's oh. like,
1: he lives Refreshing. like, he lives in a space where it's like, oh, it's bass music. But it's also, he comes from drum and bass and he comes, from, you know, he, he's a phenomenal producer. Phenomenal. And then you got someone like Not 2, you know, you know, ISO XO, where it's like, yeah, they're, you know, ISO's trap. Not too's kind of like, he's a bass house, but it's also very it's like,
0: different. It's like, it's swaggy. different. It's
1: yeah. Slaggy, yeah, But it's like, He wasn't out there like, who, how can I make a Chris Lake sounding song so I can get on Black Book? And he wasn't doing that kind of shit.
0: Well, you don't get to the heights of what those two have gotten to by doing
1: that shit. Exactly. You just gotta be creatively free and just express yourself creatively and have your community, you know, built around you. And that's what they've done. You know, obviously they've done it very quickly, but it's like, it can definitely happen still. Yeah. Because we're seeing it more now than ever. Because I think prior to around pandemic or even before that, it was starting to get really fucking stale. Yeah. You know? And
0: when you see the consumers and people who couldn't even begin to understand about the back end of the industry start complaining, you're like, okay, there's like something going on here where there's needs to be a reset. And I think that's what the pandemic did. It gave a reset to people where it wasn't like we're frying up eggs in the morning and fucking listening to rhythm. Yeah. and 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 the Manus and the Noctus and ISOFS of the world really prospered, you know. And but that, you know, again, comes from years of work. They've all been doing it yep. for years. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that sometimes. That, yeah. You know, they think it's this not overnight. Pops out of somewhere, and usually, if they pop out of somewhere and they really haven't had that growth period, yeah. they usually disappear as quickly as they showed up. Yep. I'm sure you've sure. seen that. It, especially I can, I'll give you a
1: list yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna give you the yeah. Last, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we can all come up with a list like man what happened to that guy yeah. you know and it's like that's why you just don't piggyback just do your own shit
0: good you know? things don't come for favors maybe no. certain opportunities but I mean whether it's an agent picking you up because they're with a bigger client yeah. or da 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 da
1: we see it time and time again oh, right? always where it's like why is this guy at every fucking festival and then two years later he's on not, uh, nothing Nowhere to be you never coming. hear them from them again mm-hmm. you know and it's like it sucks because that—that's the whole Babers game. Yeah, They roll the dice like, oh, hopefully this picks up.
0: We're gonna bet on it. Yeah, one out of ten will work out. Yeah, the other nine get benched. I, I don't year.
1: even think. I don't even think one out of
0: ten works out.
1: I think, <laughs> I think they they I think a lot of the labels and you know agents kind of wised up now. They don't even take on acts that aren't actually doing something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, he's worth tickets. What is he doing? What kind of music? Oh, the music's sick. Oh, shoot, I love the brand. I love the way he's cultivating it. Let's pick him up. As before, it was more like a manager favor. It's Like, oh, yeah. that's so and so's artist. They know what they're doing. Let's pick it up. And it's like the archaic. It's the archaic model that we're talking about. Yeah, it's like it's been around for so long, and it's always worked that way. Mm-hmm. Let's just try it. And I think everyone's adapting. Everyone's shifting right now. Like even even on There's the
0: such a shift. I see a lot of yeah. artists who had their day in the sun. And in the new age of social media, they want to throw everything out the window. Yep. And I get it. It's frustrating. It's, yep. it's, it's frustrating, but it's, it's artists in my opinion that are in a very different space and experience yep. that that you've personally had where, I mean, I guess, you know, it's always going to be ups and flows. I think a lot of people, again, they think it's going to be this like gradual up, up diagonal line yep. where they go success, success, success. Yep. And it very rarely happens for people that way. If any at all, when you know, you felt like you'll tron hit this climactic point where you had again done everything you wanted to do, yeah. accomplished so much shit, you know, had fun, built a brand, built a community, say, okay, what's next? You know, I think there's two types of people. They either say we rinse and repeat, and maybe we reinvent and we do a little bit of shit differently, and we'll come out with an album every year and we'll do a tour every year, and that's gonna be my life. Yeah. Or okay, now it's time to pivot and do something different. And like when you kind of hit that climactic point, when you have those ebbs and flows, are you someone who kind of says, all right, I'm ready for something new or all right, maybe this isn't hitting how it used to hit. Let's pivot. Let's reinvent. No,
1: I've never been that person where it's like, oh, it's not popping anymore. I got to try to do something. It's, I've never been that guy. Okay. Um, And I think for me, the reason why things aren't moving, I might get used to is because I just, didn't care about it anymore. I wanted something fresh. And I think I spent 10 years of my life pursuing this project. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, I may not be the TSOs or the Skrillex, you know, like these big, big guys, which I think everyone wants to get to. Yes. It's like, it's going to be very, very rare. It's even rare for them to be where they are. So it's like to be that guy now in today's climate, when, everything's so saturated and everything's been done it's a, nearly impossible to be a skrillex now like there is not going to be a skrillex now because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's skrillex he's yeah. there right but yeah. it's like for me it, it's, it's more of like i spent 10 years doing it we don't have that much time on this planet no. No. do i really want to spend 40 years of my life djing <laughs> is that what I, what I fucking do sure I love music and I'll I'll probably always make music for the rest of my life but it's like I feel like in my mind and in my life like I've always wanted to do other things where it's like look like I was mentioning earlier I've learned a lot about business just building my own music project so how do I exercise that into doing something else so I found entrepreneurship and you know I started a few businesses I've done consulting for, you know, tech companies and startups and things like that, where, you know, one of our really good friends, Kurt Flaschidamus, we have this chat all the time. And he's another person that's very similar to me, where he is deep into the tech space right now. Like he's into AI. He's, he's a master coder. Like he's a fucking genius. And sure, like he has a successful music career, but he's also another guy where he's like, yo, like music's cool. It's always going to be his passion, but he's really, really focused on this AI tech stuff right now. And that's what excites him. And we had this chat where like, you know, he, he heard it from someone. He told me, I'm like, that makes so much sense. Where he's like, yo, we weren't put on this planet to be, um, what do you say? Bees or flies or something. Bees or flies. Where it's like, you only have, you're only here on the planet to do one thing for like a short amount of time and you're you're gone. Yeah, You know, it's like, we're here to do multiple things with our lives. And I think I just hit that point where it's like, Great, I've done all the EDCs. I've done the Lalapaluses. You know what? All the things that I dreamt of doing, I've I've done. So, what more? What else more should I be trying to grasp at? A better time slot? Like, is that really what I want to be fighting for with my life and my energy?
0: Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Do I want to be arguing with people and getting these thoughts like, why the fuck is he on this lineup and he's got a better slot than me? And willa? And we're all guilty of that. We're all, every artist is guilty of being jealous and being like, well, I got more followers than him. Why the fuck is he playing after me and blah, 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 being little fucking crybabies about shit. Yeah. And it's like, I was guilty of that. And I, I was sick of that Well, amongst many other things that's wrong with, you know, being an artist. But like, that's one thing where I was like, dude, I'm tired of this rat racy fucking dumb shit. Yeah. Like fuck all that shit. Yeah. Like,
0: Such a rat race. You have to play the game. You have to be shitty and you have to be selfish. And it's and or or you're you're not gonna grow like you wanna grow. And it's it's a it's like a a double edged sword. It is. You know, you're not gonna be a great genuine person that everybody likes to love, or maybe you are on the outside, and then on the inside, you have to be, well, fuck them. We put in our work and our time. We deserve to be here. And it's like that endless battle of okay, is this shitty? Like, am I being shitty? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, you are being shitty. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's being shitty. I mean, that that's the game, mm-hmm. and you got to play it to be successful, which is which is shitty. But that's kind of like the rules, essentially. And, and you know, that's why I'm actually excited about the new project because I feel like I don't care about any of that shit. Yeah. And I think the fact that I'm successful at being an entrepreneur is just just proves my point where it's like you can just do your own thing and be successful you don't need to worry about this rat racy shit and so going from music and taking a little kind of like a mental break from being creative and like sure i was still touring and like putting out songs but my heart just wasn't in it you know and
0: breaks are good
1: too. yeah they they are it's refreshing and i think i took a few years and did the entrepreneur thing and you know had some success in there so i'm like oh great i know that i could be successful at anything that i do because i think i have a good head on my shoulders And just up until like recently the last few years, I'm like, I'm listening to a lot of techno, a lot of like, you know, dance music to just listen as a fan, you know? And I'm like, yo, I want to make sure of this. So I spent the last few years really like honing in, oh, how do they make this? And kind of just like, it's refreshing as an artist to kind of feel that funness of making music again, where I'm like, God damn, this is so fun. I just like, made seven songs. I made this one song every day this week. And I'll just sit there and like legitimately feel awesome just on in bed, like on my phone, like listen, listening to the fucking song. Like, God damn, this is so good.
0: You know, like <laughs> yeah. I
1: haven't done that in so long.
0: Like when you learn how to make music, like exactly. when you figure out what automation is. you figure I, out post processing and you're like, whoa, it's a whole new world.
1: That's literally where I'm at again. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun. That's
0: so good. And
1: it's like now I know because I've played the game, I've done the music thing right and I'm like look like I know how to navigate this thing if I gotta play the game I'll play it but I'm not gonna play by their rules mm-hmm. and sure I'll contribute but like cause at the end of the day it's still about contributing to the greater good for music right. yeah. and I think I'll contribute for sure but it's like it's gonna be on my terms and I'm gonna do it creatively how I like I'm gonna execute it and put it in places try to put it in places where I like and I understand how the game works and the models work. So it's like, yeah. And I, I think that's kind of where I'm at now where it's like, yo, know, I'm still going to, I still have my businesses. I'm still going to do that as a day gig. And music is essentially just a passion project again, which-
0: Like it's so it, much fun.
1: It's going to make it so much fun. And I think, you know, I, no regrets at all. No regrets at all. But like, I I feel like, Now that it's a passion, like, I don't have to worry so much about, like, the pressures of not being, if it's your bread and butter, you have to be successful at it, you know? So now if Goth goth doesn't isn't a success, it's fine. I'm still happy. It's still a success to me because I got to do something that I wanted to do. And people, some people got to hear it. You know.
0: And I think about that all the time with like starting new projects or side projects, like taking everything that you've learned in the course of your 10, 12 years, whatever, right. and saying, okay, if I consolidate this and I can this and I know how to come out of the gate swinging with yep. my brand, how it shows to yeah. be, how it's cool yep. to be. And it's this whole cohesive thing. I think that's very exciting. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to get to that one day where it's like, hey, I've got this idea that I'm really passionate about and like, let's make it happen where like we just come out of the gate Yep. Because it's it's such a different thing, and it's so exciting to see. This is your second show under the Goth Parade name yep. here in Denver, and Jaguar Room is like this underground fucking is it vibe, okay. yeah, awesome. yeah, and it's gonna be great, and and before we go. I know you've got a show. We're doing this like so late. You were it's lovely okay. to be
1: no, able to okay. do it's okay. We can go as long as we want.
0: Now I appreciate um, but it.
1: But I, I just, because my friend is, he's coming and he was calling me. So oh, I just, no. Okay. I was like, hold up. I'm doing this
0: You're, like, you're like, wait, wait. No, we um, got we,
1: we, we to touch on whatever we got to touch on. Don't worry about the time.
0: The, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see how, for how long you've been doing this. Is it? How, love it. Um, for how long you've been doing this that you're still able to find joy in it. Yeah. And you've been able to figure out this like balancing act of this is fun for me. And yeah. I feel happy and I feel fulfilled. And it just happens to be on the rise of where now everyone in America want to <laughs> wants to do fucking hard techno. Yeah. And, and I think it's going to lead to like an exciting growth for the project considering how much work you've already put in. You know, you're not looking at the trend and, you know, what will happen with every major DJ in the next probably two to four years is mm-hmm. they're all going to make some drum and bass yeah. and they're all going to make some hard techno yeah. or they're going to decide to go one way or the other and then it'll go away and then everybody won't make it anymore. Yeah. But the people who make it beforehand and get ahead of the curve, which I think we're still ahead of the curve in both of those subgenres, they're going to flourish and they're going to have their day in the sun and it'll be cool because people from Europe will come, people from South America will come and hopefully it will give the American dance consumer a bit more to grow and be excited about.
1: I think so too. Yeah, but, so too. you know, what's funny is that like, you just made me think of something where, you know, like, I think 2018 when I was doing more, when things were moving more for me, like on the you know, momentum side, like, I was doing a lot more hard dance stuff then, mm-hmm. this, this reverse space. Like, like, we were saying like, my shit didn't really live anywhere. Yeah. I was like at 170 BPM, reverse space, like, just the shit that I like to make. The shit that I like to make. Mm-hmm. What's funny is I've been talking to a lot of European guys. who are like up and coming, like heavy out there, uh, and they're young. They're like early twenties, mid twenties. You know, yeah. I'm like, goddamn, like you guys are killing it out there right now. And um, this new guy that I've been talking to, this new artist that I found out about, I, you know, I was just chatting with him, and he was like, yo, what are some of the songs? Can you send me some songs that you've done before? And you know, because we were talking about like mixes and like mastering like what do you guys use for like you know like i'm trying to dig into their brain on, like how does this how do you guys make this kick like what do you what's on your master blah blah, blah. he's like yo let me hear like some of your old stuff like i want to see you know what you know what you make and blah 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 and i so yeah i think my biggest song that maybe like i'm gonna be a rave or something like from back in the day and he was like wait i st- i played this song in my sets like this shit's going off in europe right That's now
0: It's cool moment. and i'm
1: like this song is fucking six years old yeah it's going off in europe right now and I'm like, that kind of makes sense actually, because recently I've been tagged in like videos from like Europe, like European, like it's, like this is girl DJ. I forget her name, but she's like really big.
0: Sarah Laundry. No,
1: no. it's not. It's okay. not Sarah. But, okay. But like, it's a, a another female techno like DJ, Got it. and she played "I'ma Be a Raver," and people in the comments are like, "What song is this? What song is this?" And Someone's like, "Ultron." I'ma be a and they tag me, and I'm like,
0: "2018." 2018.
1: <laughs> and, 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 then, and, and then I and I go I go to the video. I'm like. Luke, who tagged me in this shit? Like, I want to be a rave right. and I went to the video. I'm like, oh shit, this was last week. I'm like, oh shit, this shit went oh, off. Wow. I'm like, and I'm, I was talking to this kid. I was like, dude, like people are playing this shit right now? He's like, dude, a lot of people are playing the song. He's like, this is like the new wave of like what's popular. Like it's, it's not techno. This is actually, we just call it hard dance. And I'm like, that's funny. Cause you I called it hard dance. Six years I called call that hard dance. What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, that's, we just call it hard dance out here. And it's a little bit of art style, it's a little bit of like, it's just hybrid stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. Cause I was making that side. Cause now you hear techno stuff. There's It's like trance based stuff. In mm-hmm. And I'm like, that sounds like my shit that I was making fucking a long time ago that I don't make anymore. But maybe I should just, you know, incorporate it in that into the goth parade shit yeah. because I'm good at making shit like that. And it was just funny. It was, it was actually very humbling Whole moment. It was humbling. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. And then there's some other kids out there, they're like, yo, I loved your, your stuff from like the trap era. And I was like, god damn, that's like way beyond like 10 years ago. That's like, I started my career making trap, you know, trap remixes and shit like that. And it's just funny. I'm like, damn, these poppin' fucking little techno kids out of Europe like my shit back then. Like, cool. I'm a fan of you now. So yeah. the, the fact that you were somewhat inspired in a sense from my old shit, like- that's kind of cool. Makes me feel old as fuck. But like, look, like, that's still awesome. Full you know?
0: circle moment.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Um,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's not. Well,
0: it's just like fashion. It's just like other music. Yeah. It all comes in cycles. It does. And, and I think a lot of shit goes away. And then it comes back. And maybe sounds a little bit different. or looks a little bit different. But the body and, like, the cohesiveness of it is exactly the same.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, ten, it's every 10 years. Because, mm-hmm. look, Big Room was popping 10 years ago. Big Room is back. Big room is back in, in techno form,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It literally, it's it's big room is back in techno form. That's literally what it is. That's wild. Holy shit. Yeah, dubstep too. Yeah. Well, dubstep just never went away.
0: It never went away. <laughs> it, it went through phases, and and now you know you've got you've got the melodic guys who are thriving, the Illeniums, Seven Lines, mm-hmm. the World, and all the artists underneath them, Midas, Nurco, all those dudes. And then you've got excision and like his fucking castle with solvent king and shit and then you've got these like european room guys who are fucking heavy as fuck like the infects of the world and everyone has their place i think it's just it's hard when again you start making music and you don't go i want to be there right and and you just create but that's what brings in new genres i mean i'll always say like when war kismet came on the scene their thirteen-year-old self. Yeah, all of the producers knew about them before anyone else, right. and I remember being showed SoundCloud remixes when I was twenty-two years old. More kids in it. Yeah, I was like who the fuck is this? All of these producers were obsessed with them, and it just birthed this new weird frappy hybrid yeah. melodic rhythm sound, yeah. and and. That's what it takes sometimes. Yep. And a lot of people fucking hated it. And then they loved it. And then a lot of people loved it and lost interest. But that's what happens. Yeah. But now it's here. And now there's a bunch of fucking kids. And you can look up on YouTube. How do I sound like motherfucking work? Is it?
1: <laughs> and, and, like, that's, and that's another thing that's going to make it hard, I feel like, for a lot of people. Because it's like, you know, no one's going to create their own shit. Because they have too much, too many tools now for them to like sound like somebody. Mm-hmm. And they want to sound like somebody that they don't. Create their own shit. And I think that's also the problem. And there's also AI that's coming.
0: Right? Oh, yeah. And
1: then there's that's also just. a whole
0: just, other conversation.
1: I know. I know. it's That's a whole other conversation. But it's like, it's tough. It's really, really. It's a lot tougher now, for sure. Mm-hmm. For an artist to come up doing their own thing. Yeah. And like, unless you're just like. Unless you're just that dude or that girl that is so in love with your own shit and you believe in your own shit that you have a good vision for it you're gonna be successful doing it
0: it's the vision it is staying true to it
1: musically and like aesthetically yeah some people just fucking know like they just are so comfortable in their own skin that they it comes out in their, their music it comes out in their brand it comes out in like you know their video whatever all that shit and like how they voice their fucking tweets and everything yeah where it's like those are the, the motherfuckers that are going to be like good and like successful. But I think majority are just like, they're first and foremost fans, obviously. Yes. They love the music and they love the music so much. They want to sound like this, but it's like, you know, I think it's always kind of been like that, but now it's just like, there's so many good artists now that everyone wants to sound like somebody that no one has their own unique like way of doing, just being them.
0: And I think so many people are so technically savvy now yeah. that everyone's making good music. Oh everyone's God. making music that can play out on main stage at Ultra and main stage at Lala and whatever, whatever. But like, what's going to make you be different to platform yourself right. and not just you sending music to Excision and, or and, you and sending that's, music
1: to whoever. That's literally what's going on here, what's going on in Europe. Like, all, there's so much good hard techno in Europe, but they're all like, not big, yeah, but they're just getting played out by the biggest guys. And same here, right? All the excisions rinsing out fucking depths that you've never heard before, but it's by artists that you've never heard before, and you might—I think—majority of them you'll never see like ever because it's like
0: they'll never get big enough to switch over to the consumer side where the people actually know who
1: they are. Yeah, well, it's because it's more than just the music now. You got to have a vision for where you, how you want to take it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think. But people like Excision and people like, you know, any of these big artists, they're willing to help you out if you just have that vision. Yeah. But it's like, they're not going to have that vision for you. They're already playing your fucking song. They're putting you on. Yes. But how do you take that momentum and fucking roll with it? Yeah. You know, okay, great. Excision played it. Now I got to get my fucking brand dialed in right. I got to get this shit like looking this way and that's my sound. Whatever Excision likes, that's my sound and I'm going to fucking dial it all in as like a package thing. Yeah. And I think that that'll teach kids how to be more like businessmen too, to like structure their team and their their whole vision like properly, you know? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. And everyone's journey is different, you know, like you're going to have to innovate. There's no step A to Z no. where it goes here to excision and then you no. are there, you Fa- know?
1: Foundations need to be laid.
0: Yes. Foundations need to be laid. And if they're they're not laid a brick, usually they don't last. Yeah. and And it takes a long time. It takes a long time to hone your craft. There's a lot of people now, especially like, In the influencer TikTok world where it's like, yeah, could you have a team behind you? Could you have somebody making your music? Could you have X, Y, and Z? And maybe it works for a while. Probably. Sure. Great. But for the sake of longevity, which I know isn't everyone's goal, and that's okay if it's not everyone's goal. And I also think it's okay if people just want to make music and not be an artist. I think that's a thing too that like a lot of people don't want to talk about because it's like, this has become a lot more than just the sake of the music. It's how do you sell it? How do you package it? and it comes into that business mindset of you can't do it alone. You can't do it alone, you got to have a team and you got to be where you you need to be in order to have a team. You yeah. don't don't come out of the box thinking, okay, I made one song and it's out and where's my agent and my manager and and we're ready to go. Right. You know, it takes a long time to really hone that craft as an artist to be confident in selling and I don't think like owning your craft and you don't ever stop learning. You're right. always going to have to adapt. You're always going to have to learn new techniques, and and there's always going to be a TikTok popping up or a new yeah. app or a new whatever, and it's part of the job, it's yeah, part of the pursuit, for sure. you know. For sure. Um, I could talk to you forever. This was lovely. Let's wrap so, this up. Yeah. Um, so excited for your new project. Congrats on now you're not a new dad, but you are a young dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks. And and I think that it's it's very inspiring for me to hear from someone who's been in it for so long. That you're still having fun, you're still finding ways to reinvent, Thank you and you're doing it successfully. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, bye guys. See ya. See ya.